Today on The Girl Defined Show, we're taking it back to 2014. That's right. That was seven years after I graduated high school, which is crazy. I graduated in 2007. And seven years after that was the year that Girl Defined Ministries officially came into existence. But y'all, getting to the launch of Girl Defined Ministries was a crazy journey. We had another website ministry before that called BairdSisters.com. Kristen got married within that time frame. I thought I would get married, but I was still single. Life just looked completely different than what we ever thought it would be. But God had such a specific plan so that one day we would be sitting here recording this podcast, encouraging women, linking arms with the sisterhood to make to help us understand who God is and to help us understand our identity in Him more fully, y'all. If Kristen and I had written our story and had had our lives go exactly the way we thought they would have, you know, should have gone, we would not be sitting here right now. We would not be talking to you right now. But God had such a good plan. And looking back over the past now many years, we can see, wow, God is so trustworthy. He is so good. We're so grateful that we trusted in Him with all our hearts, did not lean on our own understanding, and followed Him because His ways truly are best, even if they feel completely confusing. So if you need some encouragement today, if you need to learn how to trust God more fully with your story, if you're in that place where you're like, I don't know what's happening. I thought I was doing this, but but I don't know where I'm going. That's where we were, and we want to encourage you. So stick with us, and we will learn together how to trust God exactly where He has you. What's up, sisterhood? It's Bethany here. And for those of you that don't know, so Kristen and I were sisters. She normally co-hosts the podcast with me, but we've been kind of taking turns as we have been working through our brand new book, Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. And I feel like every single day, there's new ways that we need to trust God. So (laughs) this book is wow, relevant for all of us. And so we are actually doing a book study together with it. We are on chapter seven today, Trust the One Who Holds Tomorrow. So if you've been with us the last um, four weeks, we're on week five. Uh, way to go. Great job. If you are just jumping in and you're like, I don't even know what's going on. I just saw the title, wanted to be a part of this, whatever. Um, stick with us. You're going to learn so much. We're going to talk all about trusting God. But if you want to take a deep dive on how to trust the one who holds tomorrow, how to trust the one who holds the story of your life, um, I encourage you to grab a copy of Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. You can go to girldefined.com slash trust, girldefined.com slash trust to get all the details. And if you want to join the book club for free and get the free PDF download, the free questions, the free study guide, go to girldefined.com slash book club. That's girldefined.com slash book club to jump in with us. Okay, so for those of you that don't know you, maybe you're newer to Girl Defined or you haven't been around here a long time, I just want to give a quick recap because that'll make this... um, this podcast episode more meaningful. So Krista and I, like I said, we're sisters. We come from a family with eight kids. We're the two oldest girls. So we have an older brother, and then it's Krista and I, and then we have five younger siblings. So yes, we are a very big family. We were all homeschooled. Um, We're all very tall. So almost everyone in the family is above six feet tall, and we're from Texas. So everything really is bigger in Texas, (laughs) if you were wondering. Um, But Kristen and I, we've always been really close. We're the closest in age of all the siblings. We're like a year, a little over a year and a half apart. And we've always like kind of learned the same life life lessons together because we're so close in age. So everything was kind of like happening at the same time for us over our lives. And when Kristen and I, when we both ended up graduating high school, you know, within two years of each other, 
um, we had this passion to want to help the next generation of young women. We knew how hard high school was. We knew how hard like those that post high school time was. And we just felt like, man, if there had been a godly woman, like just a few years older than us that would have reached down and poured into our life, it would have made such a big difference. Um, we had, of course, our mom and we had great books and we were in church, things like that. But neither of us had that specific mentor that was reaching into our life and saying, hey, let me answer those hard questions. Let's talk about it. Why do you want to make that decision? Why do you want to be in a relationship? with that guy that doesn't seem like such a great option, you know, but we didn't have that sadly. And so Kristen and I just had this passion to, to help mentor other younger women and to help the next generation, like answer those questions because we know like, yes, moms are awesome and they have played obviously the most crucial part, but there's just something about a, like uh, say there's like a teen girl or a 20 something girl. And then someone just a few years older than her pours into her life. It just makes such a difference because they have like more in common and they just have like, um, they just have like this, I don't know, understanding. And the younger woman kind of has like a respect and admiration for the girl who's just a little bit older than her. So anyways, Kristen and I were thinking about all of that when we decided to like, just go for it. So Kristen and I decided we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know how we would make it happen, but we wanted to launch a website and start kind of like a ministry. So initially what we started was a ministry called BairdSisters.com. And if you are like OG, OG and know about that, like, wow, email us, contact that girl to find. I need to know about you because you are like the major, major girl to find fan. So we started something called BairdSisters.com because that's both our maiden name. And literally we just like used, I don't know, it was like Apple like website creation DIY. And we literally did it ourselves, created a website, launched a blog. And yeah, that was comically hilarious. It was like really good intentions, but we had no idea what in the world we were doing. We were just taking that next step and being faithful. And isn't that how so much of life goes? Like so often we feel this passion, we feel this call to do something to help and to make an impact. And we want to serve God. We want to make an impact, but we we don't have all the tools and we just go for it. And I would encourage you to have that mindset. Like you don't have to have all the pieces of the puzzle. You just have to take that step of faith. And I know for Kristen and I, if we didn't take that step of faith with BairdSisters.com, we may never have gotten to the point of having the courage and boldness to launch GirlDefined.com. Because BairdSisters.com was kind of like the boot camp. It's like, that's where we learned everything. That's where we learned how to blog. That's where we learned how to do website stuff. That's where we learned what it kind of like what it looks like to have a ministry in a very imperfect, very um, unprofessional way. But it was kind of like our learning ground. So I just encourage you, if you, you're you like, wow, I really would love to encourage women. I'd love to start an Instagram account, or I'd love to jump in and serve at church, but I don't feel equipped. Like, it's okay. You can do things imperfectly. God, you know, God uses extremely imperfect, extremely like the people who the world says, they don't, they shouldn't be able to make an impact. Like why, you know, they they have no skills. Like those are the ones God loves to use. I mean, think of his 12 disciples. They were not like the, the smartest group, you know, in the world. They weren't like the most educated. They weren't like the highest qualified, but God, God, he is the one who empowers us. He is the one who gives us strength. He is the one who gives us wisdom. And ultimately, he is the one who changes hearts. And so it's not up to us. It's up to God and the power of the Holy Spirit. So we just have to be faithful. So that's what Kristen and I were trying to do. We were trying to be faithful. Within this time frame of running BarredSisters.com before, this was like the early 2010s, to 2014s, Kristen ended up getting married. I was still single. So BarredSisters.com kind of took a break on the back burner because Kristen was married and honeymooning and all of that. And so we didn't know what we were doing. Finally, 2014 hits and Kristen and I are like, 
we have to make a decision. Do we want to really pursue like formal ministry in the sense of like, do we want to get really serious about this? Do we want to like get really serious about writing blog posts? Do we want to try to write a book? Do we want to, what do we want to do? And so we prayed about it. Kristen talked to Zach. I talked to my family. We sought advice and we felt, you know, we really think that God is calling us to this. We really believe that this next generation needs women who are just a little bit older than them or in the same you know season of life to link arms and say, hey, following Christ is hard. We are trying to follow him. It's hard being a woman of God. It's hard standing up for truth. It's hard embracing his design for our identity and femininity. It's hard saying like, yes, God designed men and women. They are equally valuable, but purposely different. It's hard saying truths like that. It's hard saying God designed sex to be within the confines of marriage alone and nowhere else. It's hard to say things like you shouldn't marry an unbeliever. It's hard. Those truths are hard. It's hard to talk about purity. It's hard to talk about that stuff. But we thought if we aren't going to, who will? And so we really prayed about it. We prayed about a name. We prayed about all of those things. And that's how Girl Defined Ministries came into existence. I mean, that was 2014 and we're in 2022 now. So about eight years ago is literally when it launched. And y'all, it has been a hard, awesome, crazy journey since that time. We had no idea what the next eight years would look like. And I'm guessing the last eight years of your life have not looked at all what you thought they would have looked like either. I mean, no, pretty much no one in this world gets to like, you know, the end of their life and is like, wow, my life is exactly what I thought it would be as a teenager. Like I had my life plan and it went a hundred percent according to my plan. Like I just wrote my story and it went exactly that way. Like, no, for most of us, I would say for all of us, there are unexpected. There are things that happen in our life that we just couldn't have planned for. There's tragedy. There's death. There's loss of job. There's sickness. There's dreams that go unfulfilled. There's relationships that crumble. Um, there's relationships that are just broken. Uh, there are so many things that happen that are hard. But there's also things that happen that are surprising that are wonderful. Um, you know, you end up getting married at or earlier or to this person that you had always dreamed of. You get this dream job. You get accepted into that school. A relationship is restored. Um, you get to know Christ in a deeper way. There are so many wonderful things that are unexpected that happen in this life as well. And so when Kristen and I started Girl Defined Ministries in 2014, we really felt called to to minister like Titus 2 to younger women and to other women um, that want encouragement to follow Christ, specifically um, understanding God's design for femininity. Honestly, when we named it Girl Defined, we had no idea just the battlefield that gender and identity would become. We were bold back then because we didn't realize that gender and identity and marriage and all of that was literally going to become the bullseye of the culture. And that was going to become like the issue of our day. And so God knew though, God knew what he was calling us to. And he knew that he was going to have to equip us because we are very, you know, we are just two women and we are not like overly super smart or super spiritual. We just want to be faithful. Um, so God has been so gracious to equip us and to prepare us for what he, you know, knew would be coming, um, what's going on in our day and age. So that's, you know, when after Girl Defined Ministries launched, we wrote a book called Girl Defined, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity, which is still our best-selling book to this day and probably one of our most relevant books considering the issue. So if you want to take a deep dive on, on what it means to live out God's design for womanhood specifically and how to, uh, you know, approach these conversations that are happening in our culture in a biblical way, click the link uh, below if you're listening on the podcast. Um, 
girldefined.com has all the books as well. So we wrote Girl Defined, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity. And then a few years later, we wrote a book called Love Defined, all about love, romance, guys, relationships, dating. It's like the 101 of dating and love. So if you are in that season of dating and love and all of that, grab Love Defined. After that, we wrote a book. We decided to go for the really, really hard topic, and we decided to write a book on sex, um, which I don't know who sets out. Like, I want to write a book on sex, but we just saw that there was such a need in our culture that women were desperate to understand God's good design for sex and sexuality. And so we wanted to take a deep dive. And so we did. And so we wrote Sex Purity and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, Discovering the Beauty and Freedom of God-Defined Sexuality. Wow. Like, that is something I think all of us need encouragement in. Um, That book is just like hits the bullseye for the conversations that are happening around sex in our day. Um, next, we came out with a devotional called Shine Bright, um, and it's all about 60 days to becoming a girl defined by God. So if you want to get in the Word on a regular basis, if you want daily encouragement, Shine Bright is all about getting you in the Word and encouraging you on issues that specifically women face. And that takes us all the way to today. So some of you are like, okay, thanks. Why'd you just tell me that whole story? And others of you are like, wow, that's really interesting. But the point is, is that Those four books that came out before this most recent book, Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story, all basically tell the story of Girl Defined Ministries and the twists and turns that we went through to get where we are today. And so if you read Not Part of the Plan, you're going to better understand, like knowing that history, like, wow, like that started in 2014 and knowing that all of those books and all of those hard conversations happened before this one, it will just help to give you a better idea. But I want to say that because the chapter that we're discussing today, chapter seven, trust the one who holds tomorrow. um, It's, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And like with Kristen and I, we didn't know what tomorrow would hold. We didn't know the conversations that we should be having. We didn't know what was going to be relevant in three years. We didn't know what cultural wars were going to be happening. We didn't know what was going to be, you know, controversial in the church. And we had to really pray, seek wisdom, and trust that God would lead and guide. But ultimately, it's taking those steps of faith. And so, in your life, there are probably things that you're thinking of right now that you need to take a step of faith on where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know what's going to happen in two years from now, but I know that God is calling me to make a decision and I need to make it in faith that he will guide me, even if it's hard, even if it's what I don't want. So here's an example. Maybe you're in a relationship where you know it's not a super great relationship. There are red flags. You know he's not super trustworthy. He regularly breaks his word. He regularly, um, you know, tells just little white lies. He regularly uh, pushes you and tempts you in ways that you don't feel comfortable with. He doesn't honor your parents. He doesn't, you can tell he's not that passionate about God, but he likes you and he continues to, you know, ed, you know, show you admiration and show you some affection and you just feel like, where would my life be without him? Like, I know it's not the best but I just feel like it'll be worse without him. And so you resist that nudge from the Holy Spirit and you are not taking that step of faith. And instead of ending that relationship, you continue to hold on to it, even though you know you should trust God, end it and trust that God will guide you and lead you whatever that looks like in the future, whether that's just serving more intentionally in your church, building other good friendships with solid women, um, or just, you know, eventually meeting someone else. But instead, you're holding on to this thing because you're scared. And so what I'm challenging you to do is to trust God, to say, God, this is scary. I don't want to do this, but I know I shouldn't be in this relationship. And so I'm going to trust you 
and trust that you have a better story for my life than the one that I could write. And so I'm going to end this relationship. I'm going to cut it off and I am not going to look back. And even though it's going to be hard for the next several weeks and months, even though it's going to feel like my heart is being ripped out, even though it's going to be miserable because I'm used to having this person and now I don't, I trust that you are the master painter of my life, that the end portrait you have in mind is so much better than anything I could have ever imagined. The valleys, the highs, the lows, the beautiful, the beautiful pieces, the hard pieces, that's what makes a beautiful picture. The struggle, the beauty, the, 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 the shadows that just everything, the parts that seem so small, but are actually so significant. God has a picture in mind for your life and it's all ultimately to display his glory. And so you have to trust him, even though it's scary, even though it's hard. And for Kristen and I, that has been literally the story of our lives since we launched Girl Defined. We unpack and not part of the plan, all of the different ways that we had to trust God. And I'm telling you, like, Running Girl Defined Ministries has been such a blessing, but it has been such a challenge. I actually share in chapter seven how when Kristen and I were writing the first book, Girl Defined, Kristen was married to Zach and I was single. I obviously wanted to be married. I did not want to be single, but there was just no one around that I felt was worth marrying. And so, um, sorry, I recorded in my closet and I'm sitting on my floor and my legs are getting crunched. <laughs> and so Kristen and I are we get contacted by Baker Books and they ask us if we'd like to write a book. And that was like a dream come true, a miracle, something only God could orchestrate. And we were like, yes, we would love to. So long story short, we come up with the concept. They help us come up with the concept of Girl Define, God's radical design for beauty, femininity, and identity. And I just want to tell you that writing is not my specialty. I am not a natural writer. I It's really hard for me to put words together on paper. It is not something that comes naturally to me. So as we were writing this book, Girl Define, I remember so many nights where I would just go home and I was so overwhelmed. I just felt like I don't, I literally don't know if I can do this. Like I just do not know if this is even humanly possible for me. And I would cry and I just, I just remember thinking like, wow, Kristen gets to go home and she has the support of Zach and they have each other to really like lean on and she can get encouragement from him and he can boost her spirits. And I'm just here with my dog, Fluffy, which I loved Fluffy, RIP, she's passed away. Um, But I just felt like this is so hard. Like I don't have anyone. Yes, I have family and all of that, but I don't have that one person who like so specifically cares about every detail of my life and, you know, that I can lay in bed with and talk about those things with. Um, it was just me. And I remember thinking like, God, this is so hard. Like, why have you called me to these hard tasks that you haven't even given me someone who I can lean on and find strength in? And I remember God just reminding me, not audibly or anything like that, but just through his word, like Bethany, I have called you to this season. If you were supposed to be married, you would be married, but you are following me and trusting me with the pen of your story. And I'm going to write your story. And I have something so much better planned for you than you ever could have imagined. It doesn't mean you're going to get what you want, but I know how you can best glorify me. And if you will trust me, I will help you to thrive as a single woman. And I will give you the strength to write this book. And in the end, you won't take the credit. You'll give me all the glory. And ultimately, that's what it's all about. And so, it was hard, y'all. Like, writing that book was hard. Still one of the hardest things I've ever done. Like, that book was, like, a labor of love for y'all. Um, and so that was a really hard part of my journey of just learning that God was calling me to hard things and that I had to lean on him for strength because I didn't have that person to lean on for strength. And I didn't have that opportunity to even try to go to something else. It was like, God was all I had. Um, and so when it comes to your life, um, I just want to challenge you to think of that thing where you're really struggling to trust God with. And you're like, God, it would be so much better if this were in my life. Like, I get that. 
I get that it's hard. I mean, think about children. Like Dave and I, we would love to have more children too. Kristen and Zach, they'd love to have biological children. And you say, God, it it would be so good if you gave us this. And God's saying, no, trust me. I know what is best. I want to use your life for my glory. And I'm going to use these mountaintop moments and these valleys to draw you closer to me so you can better glorify me and reflect me. And so with you, whether that's a desire for children, a desire for a relationship, a desire for a specific job, a desire for a, a certain, you know, restoration, um, a desire for a specific house, a desire for more financial stability. Even though we can work towards those things, we say, God, I trust you. I want to glorify you. I want to reflect you. Ultimately, my life is about you. I want to live for you. Please use these valleys to help me trust you more fully. Please use these valleys to draw me to my knees so that I can live for you more fully. And I just encourage you to write out Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and make it your anthem in this season. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So I want to encourage you, you know, we dig deeper into this in the study guide and in the book, Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with Twists and Turns of Your Story. So if you want to take a deep dive on learning how to trust God, learning how to trust that he is the master painter of your life, that he has the end portrait in mind, go to girldefined.com slash book club to get the free PDF download or go to girldefined.com slash trust to get a copy of this book. I really encourage you to. There's... um within the book, an even more in-depth study guide. Um, And it's a great book to do with friends, uh, to do with um, sisters, whoever you want. As a small group at church, it would be an incredible study for that. We actually have book bundle deals. You can find that at girldefined.com slash trust as well. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you think about that, God doesn't want part of your heart. He doesn't want the nasty leftovers in the back left corner of the fridge that are molding. Like, no, he doesn't want that part that's easiest to give. That's not what this verse is saying. This verse makes it crystal clear that he wants all of your heart. He wants the full surrender, sister. Why is it so easy to give the other things? Like, why is it so easy to give our heart to those things that are like not God? Why is it so easy to give our heart to that certain guy or that friend or that television show, but so hard to give it to God? Like, why is it such a struggle? I just wish it were the other way around. Imagine how easy it would be if it were like so easy to give our heart to God and our admiration and attention and trust to him and hard to give it to things like Instagram or TikTok or, you know, friends. Like it would be so much like our priorities would be so much better straight, but God knows like That's why he tells us this, trust in the Lord with all your heart because he knows it's hard for us. But I just want to encourage you to remember that God's character is so perfect and loving and good. And we've talked about this. We've talked about God's character on this podcast before. Um, And he is so much more um, wise and all-knowing. He is our mighty creator. And so I just want to encourage you to trust him as an act of humility. It's okay if you are scared. It's okay if you feel like, but I don't know what's going to happen. It's an act of humility saying, God, you are wiser than me. You are more sovereign than me. You are all knowing. And even though I don't know what the future holds, I trust you with this relationship. I trust you with this job situation. I trust you with this future. I'm going to take that step of faith, even though I don't know what's going to happen. The next portion of of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, and do not lean on your own understanding. And 
think about that. We are to trust in the Lord with all our heart and not lean on our own understanding. Why? Why is that? Because our own understanding is incredibly limited. We only have a teeny tiny view of life and of this world, and we only have like a mere speculation of the future. But God sees, and He knows everything. And so we are called not to lean on our own understanding, but to trust Him. I mean, imagine it. It's like, it's insane that you think about like Leonardo da Vinci and imagine if we were like, hey, move over the, move out of the way. I know how to paint this picture better than you. People would be like, that's stupid. Like, obviously he's the master painter. Give him the paintbrush. But that's the very same thing that we do with God. We look at him and we say, God, I actually know better than you. Even though you're a creator and you've created me and I'm very finite and you are all knowing, give me the paintbrush to my story. Give me the pen. I'm going to do this thing. It's, it's ridiculous. We need to trust the master painter. We need to trust God because he is our creator. The next portion of that verse says that we need to acknowledge him in all our ways. So acknowledging him in the little things and the big things. It's basically saying this. God, I'd really love for this relationship with this guy to work out. He seems so awesome, and I think we'd make an amazing couple. Even though I really want this, I'm opening my hands and surrendering this to you. Please give me wisdom. Please help me to listen. Please bring out anything in our relationship that is not honoring or would not be beneficial to him or to me. Please end this if it's not your plan for me. I trust you. I want your will. So do you see that acknowledging God is wanting what God wants long-term, not just what you want in the current moment? It's being willing, it's being willing to follow God and trust him. Um, even if it takes you down, even if he takes you down a different path than you'd always imagine. Acknowledging God is just simply living a surrendered life one day at a time. And sister, I want you to know that at the end of this verse, God promises us something beautiful. It says, and he and God will make your paths straight. He will. This is a beautiful promise from God that he will direct your path if you do the above things. So if you trust in him with all your heart, if you do not lean on your own understanding, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, he will make your path straight. Not straight in the way that you want, but straight in the way that he wants. And he will do it one step at a time, one moment at a time, one day at a time. If you're trusting in him with all your heart, if you're not leaning on your own understanding, if you're acknowledging him in all your ways, you better believe that God will direct your paths. He won't always direct them where you want him to direct them. I'm going to say that again. Like, this isn't about just getting the life that you want. Like, okay, put my quarter in, get my drink out. Like, no, this isn't about that. He will always direct them where he knows is best. I mean, I think of my little little toddler when he was learning to walk and um, if I just left him to my to himself, he would make unsafe decisions and he could end up hurting himself. And so I would help him to take that next step. I would help him learn how to walk. I would help guide him. Even to this day, he needs that. And we're like little toddlers. We need God's guidance for every step of the way. In those moments when you're struggling and want to go your own way, just take a deep breath and remind yourself to trust him with all your heart. That's really the message that I want to hammer home today is just trusting God with all our heart. It's not easy. It's so hard because we don't know what the future holds, but we know the one who holds the future. We know that one day we will be with Christ forever and that we will be face-to-face with him in perfect relationship. But right now, we have to trust him with today. We have to trust him with tomorrow. We have to trust him with that thing that we don't want to to let go of. And so I just want you to imagine with me, if you're able to, um, I want you to hold up your hands like palms facing the ceiling, okay? Now I want you to close your fists. So palms facing the ceiling, now close your fists. Now imagine that when you are 
not trusting God, you are holding tight. Your fists are clenched. And whatever that thing is, that guy, that job, that family situation, your marriage, that thing where you're like, I am going to control this. I am going to do things my own way. And my fists are clenched and I am holding it with a death grip. And what God is asking us to do is to open up our hands. So now I want you to physically open them up. And that is, you are basically saying, God, this right here, this on the palm of my hand, this is what I want. You know, whatever that thing is for you. And I want to trust you. And this is hard. I regularly want to take control. I want to close my fists. I want to be in charge. I want to do it my way. But I'm asking you, help me to trust you. Help me to open up my hands and surrender so that you can write the story of my life. And even if it doesn't go the way that I want, even if it's hard, even if I can't see the future, I know that you are good and I know that you are trustworthy. And so I'm going to open up my hands and surrender. And you might need to do that a hundred times a day, but the more you do it, the more your hands will get used to being open and the more you will be comfortable with surrendering your plans to God and the more you'll be able to see, wow, God, I didn't know what you were doing, but I'm so glad I trusted you because looking back, I can see that you had something so much different and so much better for my life than I ever could have planned, even though it was hard, even though it was difficult. I'm here for your glory and I see how I was able to glorify you in that situation. So sister, I just want to close our time out with a little prayer. Um, you can find this prayer in the free study guide if you go to um, girldefined.com slash book club. And I just want to encourage you with this. If you need more encouragement to trust God with something in your life, um, you know, whether you're 14 or 40, this book is relevant for you. Go to girldefined.com slash trust, girldefined.com slash trust, or wherever books are sold to grab a copy of Not Part of the Plan. And make sure you tune back in with us next week as we jump into the next two chapters. We're going to be on week six of our book study, and we'll be covering chapters eight and nine. Um, And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a a five-star rating. Um, You can do that every single time you listen. It really helps other people find this podcast and help spread truth about who God is. So let me just close with a prayer from Not Part of the Plan. Dear Lord, why is trusting you so hard? Why do I desperately want to snatch the paintbrush and create my own story? Please help me. I know you're the master artist. I know your ways are better than my ways. Help me to keep my eyes on you as I take one step after another. The path is dark and I can barely see what's in front of me. I don't know what tomorrow holds or the next day or the next, but you do. I trust that you have me in my family, the church I'm in, the community I'm in, the school I'm in, and the job I'm in for a reason. Please help me to live for your glory right where you have me. I trust that you will direct my steps for tomorrow. Help me to be faithful today. Amen. Sister, I hope that this has encouraged you. Um, Trusting God is something I think we need reminders of on a regular basis. So I just hope that you've been encouraged to trust God with whatever that specific thing is in your life. Um, Again, drop a five-star review if you're able really quick. That makes such a big difference. And we will see you again as we cover chapters eight and nine next week on The Girl Defined Show. Get all the details at girldefined.com slash book club. I'll see you next week. Bye, guys.